0: Hello? Do the intro. I did not hear your clap. I clapped at the
1: same time you did, that's why. (laughs) Well, shit, okay, well, this is staying in. (laughs) Hello and welcome, fellow film buffs, I'm Zach Troll, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, Hunter Vinalirup.
0: I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum.
1: We're not watching They (laughs) Lived. What? I know, (laughs) but we're watching (laughs) Kick-Ass. So... (laughs) how's it going man it's
0: going pretty good dude i got a new job coming up so that's gonna be interesting we're gonna have to rearrange a lot of the podcast and then you let me know that you're gonna be afk for two weeks when you're moving upstate to go to school so i was like we gotta rethink a lot of our recording days so well it's gonna be an interesting little conundrum that we I, have going on. I i was
1: putting i was putting that out there because just in case if i pack up like say like like the week before i have to leave because yeah. i have because i'm I'm bringing you up this a lot. PC, and I'm bringing up a lot of clothes.
0: Yeah, and you do a lot of um. You, you do a lot of shows and podcasts and stuff, so you know you're gonna have to put everything on hold for a bit.
1: Yeah. So, so, um, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, so, <laughs> I uh, I was bringing this up before we started recording. Uh, thanks to a lovely conversation I had on Tinder, I have a new standard. <laughs> Yeah, you don't got to go too much into detail
0: on it, because that's not that cool to do. But give us a little bit of what your new standards are, because, you know, I love it.
1: Um, My new standards are now, uh, is Helen Keller real? That's a question that I'm now just opening up with, or I'm putting in the middle. (laughs) Because you had a genuinely scary experience,
0: and I was like... At first, I was like, "Ah," because you sent me some of the screenshots of it afterwards, and I was like, "You know, she seems like she's being playful, and she's doubled down on it." And then, yeah, you said she was like going hard, and I was like, "Oh man, like we can't have this."
1: Because like you you were getting mad at me, I'm like, "Dude, she like she doubled down. You don't double (laughs) down on a joke when you see when you see genuine concern." Yeah. I'm just well, like, no, because like oh. I know
0: it's a big joke now, and some people do believe that she's not real for whatever reason. I mean, and even if she, if we find out that she wasn't real, that's just stupid to believe a that I don't know. Like if the government was like, "Yeah, we made it up," I'm gonna be like,
1: "Fucking why?" It's just so I, I like that's, and then, <laughs> and then the final question I threw out there: Government pawn, does the queen have scales? Probably, huh?
0: Uh, huh? dude, you, you tell me the queen's not a reptilian. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I saw
1: that. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, done. unmatched, Cool." Oh, oh. that. Uh, n- n- not to go too much into detail, that that's just how like a Tinder conversation I had. when, and now f- because of that, I have a new question. Yeah. But on that, guys, we are the Box Office Losers. Each and every week, we deep dive into the movie spirit to watch and review any null all things ever grace the silver screen or your TV screen. Woo-woo! Uh, this week, we are talking about uh, Kick-Ass. Hell yeah, dude. Based off a comic book, Matthew Vaughn's
0: first adaptation of a comic, I believe. And, dude, there's gonna be some crazy shit.
1: So, I, I, I read all the comics for, for Kick-Ass. Like, I read Volume 1... Uh-oh. Did you
0: read all the Dave Levowisk, uh, Levisky? Le- How do you pronounce his last name? Levisky Le- years. Uh, he has four volumes or three, three and a half volumes because you count one of the kick. Uh, the well, okay. Girl it, books. It,
1: it, well, I have them all right here on my desk. I, I, I took them out of store. Oh, you
0: have them all in singles or? In, well, no, like, I, send I, send I, me a I, picture. I have the
1: your... I have the volumes, like the big send me, books. S- send me a picture.
0: Because I gotta tell you if there's a new one that you gotta get. No, 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 To no, complete no, no, your no. collection. There,
1: there, there should
0: be three or four.
1: There is Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass the Prelude to Hit-Girl, Kick-Ass yeah. 2, and then Kick-Ass 3.
0: Oh, yeah, you got all the Dave Leibowitz years. They just uh, released a new Kick-Ass book, not written by Mark Millar, Aww. but um, it's called The New Girl. It's got um, Hit-Girl still in and Hit-Girl still doing stuff, but this chick comes back from overseas after the military, and she's trying to, like figure something out with her daughter and then she becomes a new kickass it's weird
1: well like uh, uh what's weird is at the end of kick-ass three um hit girl was trying to do some recruitment
0: yeah it just sucks that we're never gonna get a kick-ass three movie because kickass two is so bad yeah but we'll get to that when we get there. So, Kick Ass is a 2010 black comedy superhero film directed by Matthew Vaughn from a screenplay by Jane Goldman and Vaughn himself. It is based on the comic book of the same name by Mark Millar, who's done a plethora of comic books, including uh, Wanted, which got adapted. He did Jupiter's Legacy, which just got adapted into a Netflix series. And he has a deal with Netflix to get most of his stuff adapted as films or anime series. So. We're going to be talking about a lot a lot of Mark Millar at some point down the line. And with art by John Romita Jr., who is known for kick-ass, some Superman stuff, and uh, action comics. So, you know, we got an all-star team on this, whether it's through the movie or through the comic. This is great stuff to talk about. Uh, the story tells... Uh, uh, it, it tells the story of an ordinary teenager, Dave Lesowski. Lesowski? Le- this is Mike Wazowski. Uh, who sets... <laughs> Who sets out to become. Dave was <laughs> Sets out to become a real life superhero, calling himself Kick Ass. Dave gets caught up in a bigger fight when he meets Big Daddy, a former cop who, in his quest to bring down the crime boss, Frank Damasio, Di- Di- and his Come son, on, Red. D'Amico. D'Amico. That's what it is. Uh, and his son, Red Mist, <laughs> fucking McLovin, has trained his 11 year old daughter to become a ruthless vigilante known as Hit
1: Girl. Hell yeah. Ike. So, I I believe, like, this was America's introduction to Aaron Taylor-Johnson? Uh, I believe it's one of the introductions to him.
0: He I think he had, like, two movies to come out around this time where he was uh, getting big.
1: And this also was the uh, Nerdverse introduction to Chloe Grace Moretz. Cause yeah. Because she, she did a lot of stuff beforehand.
0: Yeah, and this was before uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson went by Aaron Taylor-Johnson just went by Aaron Johnson.
1: Huh, I did not know that. Yeah,
0: way. um, yeah. Aaron Johnson was in a lot of Britishy movies. He did a couple TV shows, and then I believe, um uh, yeah, Nowhere Boy and Kick Ass were his first like American films.
1: But Kick Ass was kind of like the one that. Yeah, Kick Ass was the mainstream one. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to kick us off with this cast? Because I will fucking butcher every name here besides Bruce Cage.
0: These are all pretty good, for the most part. So, we have Aaron Johnson as Dave Walowski slash Kickass. We have Christopher Mintz-Plasse-McLovin as Chris D'Amico, a.k.a. Red Mist. Mark Strong as Frank D'Amico. And Mark Strong, actually, uh, is friends with Matthew Vaughn. That's why he was Merlin in the Kingsman movies. Yeah. And Millar also did the Kingsman movies, uh, the comic books. Uh, you got Chloe Grace Moretz as Mindy McCready, a.k.a. Hit Girl. You got Nick Cage as Damon McCready, Big Daddy. Uh, Lindsay Finesca as Katie Demax. D- yeah. Clark Duke as Marty Eisenberg. Evan Peters as Todd Hayes. And Sophie Wu as Erica Cho. Uh, a lot of people,
1: like, um, like seeing Evan Peters and Aaron and Aaron, and Aaron Teller Johnson here, You everyone just points a back of, to
0: this. A tale of Two Quicksilvers.
1: Yeah. And it's it's so cool for that to be honest. <laughs> and uh, well, <laughs> uh, with the casting of Nick uh, N- N- Nick Cage, oh my, he's
0: phenomenal in this movie. <sighs> he 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 went hard on some scenes as well. There's, the, I feel like Nick Cage is honestly one of the best actors of all time only because of the range of things he does and how much he brings to the table depending on what the project is i
1: i i have wally's wonderland or like that that, that like that five Nights at freddy's one that, that, that he did yeah it was one I, of the I, test scripts i i have not watched it yet i i just have it
0: nice i have to watch it we should watch it for the show so well, we both have to watch it well it's not
1: <laughs> on movies anywhere it's on like amazon prime
0: I got it I think. And you have to
1: buy it, not like. Oh, a... I'll just
0: let's watch on the Firestick then. Okay. I'll just be an illegal boy.
1: Yeah, it's like it's. I, his like, range is so good, like.
0: Yeah, like Nick Cage either does really, really bad movies. Like last year, I watched a movie called Kill Chain, where he was just like, it, he was just in it and it was weird. But then you watch stuff like Mandy or Color Out of Space or Kick Ass, and you're like, he brings a lot to the table when he believes in a project. Yeah. When he's just doing it for money because he gambled a lot of his shit away when he was young because he's dumb. Like, you know, he's got a lot of merit to him.
1: Now, uh, speaking of money. Oh, yeah, the budget. Yeah, we're going to talk about the budget. The budget here was um, uh, between 28 to $30 million. And the box office, it killed $96.2 million. Oh, it killed for the budget. Yeah, it, it definitely made its money back. And uh, along with the... Uh, advertising mm-hmm. which is nice i so i think i didn't start getting into kick-ass until when kick-ass 2 was coming out
0: yeah i saw the kick first kick movie uh kick-ass movie when i when it came out i don't think in theaters but on dvd so probably a couple months later yeah and uh, my dad was like hey this is like a more violent-y comedy cr- superhero movie and i was like oh that sounds dope because we didn't really have the MCU right now at this point. It, like, just started up. We had, like, Iron Man and Hulk, and I think Thor was coming out this year. Ah. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, because this was 2010.
0: Th- yeah, this was, like, OG um, MCU. Like, we had just two d- okay movies. Yeah. Before we got started getting into the crazy shit. So, watching this, I was like, okay, cool. I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is really good. And then you see Chloe Grace Moretz, and I was like, boom, crush, done. You know? <laughs> i was the same age so That's i was dope. dude me and chloe grace moretz are like i think three months apart i think she's older than me by like three months mm-hmm. and i'm like dude imagine the path i took if i was a fucking actor child
1: man i wish <laughs> it's like i um like i got into this i think my sophomore or junior year of yeah. of, of 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 high school uh-huh. because i i think like with the, one of the first things that i bought with money that i was getting from like just chores and working around the house was the movie then i picked up the comic book then i picked up the second comic book then i picked up the second
0: movie yeah, I forget if I have the comics in single issues kicking around somewhere because I know I have some kick-ass. I just don't have any of it in trade.
1: Oh, I, I got to pick I, up the trade. I made sure because I'm not a single-issue type person and, and, and you know that. Uh, I,
0: used, I used to be a single-issue guy and now I'm just like, I want to display stuff on a shelf and I need trades and I like reading comics. I don't that. have room for single issues. I have 20 long boxes which fit about 1,000 comics.
1: I have like I have 20,000 comics sitting around my house. I I narrowed mine down because I think I have the first four issues of Batman New Fifty Two. Uh, yeah, I have that's the, a good read. I have the complete uh, set for Death Note. Oh oh! Uh, by the way,
0: that Batman book—if you have it in decent condition, it's like eighty bucks.
1: Which one?
0: But for Batman number one for New Fifty
1: Two. Well, like well, 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 like the volume, like like. Like the volume one, like oh, kind of like... I thought I thought you meant um, you said I
0: thought you meant singles because no. you said the first four issues. Okay, no, the first four volumes. Yes. You gotta, you gotta specify. Gotta, yeah, you gotta specify. Comics are particular.
1: With sake. Okay, cool. Still I also have because I I with those comic series, I actually picked up the collector's edition of the volumes. So oh, I uh, so I have. Oh, the those Joker might be
0: Max. actually worth something though because they probably don't print those anymore.
1: Cause I, 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 have the Joker mask. I have the Court of Owls mask. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Which is the Court of Owls mask is so fucking cool. Yeah, you got to cosplay in that. If I, I, hell, yeah, I, I could even could wear, just a suit wear with that. Mask on. I, I could even wear that just for the outlaw costume. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I could. If I'm running a story angle where, 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 I, where I attack someone. Maybe. Yeah, it's like a disguise. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, back to the back to the movie though. <laughs>
1: yeah, Straight too far off.
0: Yeah, too far off. We don't need to go too far. Um, but yeah, now let's start talking about comics. And I forgot that you're kind of a fan of comic books. You got to send me your uh, your graphic novel shelf.
1: Oh, it, it's not a shelf. It's, it's inside my, my entertainment center. Still, that's a shelf. Yeah. Uh,
0: so <clears throat> this is actually interesting. Uh, Mark Millar is a so. Real quick, I'm going to tell you how Mark Millar got into comic books, because I think it's a little scummy, but also he's a goddamn genius. So originally, he, he's from the UK. I think he's Scottish, but he's from the UK.
1: Yeah.
0: And he um, he wrote a couple books like in in the UK comic book market, and he wanted to branch out into more of American comics. So back in the day, I forget what book he first pushed. I think it was American Jesus, or uh wanted and he was like hey uh image i got this book coming out and i want you guys to check it out so he pitched it out to image he also pitched the book to dc back in the day and he went hey image dc is really talking about my book they look like they're gonna get it do you want it and then he sent the same email to dc going hey dc image really wants my book do you want it So he created a bidding war over his book, even though there was no bidding war going on. That's not scummy. That's fucking genius. It's a little bit scummy, but he's a goddamn genius.
1: Okay, so... so That's how Mark Millar got got in the comics. That that picked up this this comic, then.
0: No, no, I think Icon did this. Icon was like a low-key subsidiary of Marvel.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, Wanted, I think, was his first book. That uh, came out. Hey, but if you think America, about it, besides the American Jesus,
1: that means technically Kick Ass is a part of the Marvel universe within the multiverse.
0: No, icon is weird. I- icon, like, a lot of the Icon books got reverted over to Image because they were, like, independent Marvel books where Marvel was trying to be Image because Image was making money. It's a weird, complicated system. Uh, I think we probably talked about it on an episode of my comic book podcast, which I'll pimp out later, so you guys can, like, go dig for that. Or we'll do a Mark Millar episode sometime soon because he's got a lot of stuff to talk about with him.
1: If you guys do that, I would like to talk about the, like, the kick-ass comics. as I like, actually, like, these were the, like, the, the, the comics of my fucking childhood. <laughs>
0: maybe before you uh, go upstate, we can uh, get you on an episode. Yeah. Talk about Mark Millar. We can help you. Because he, he writes a lot of edgy stuff, too, so we can do, like, edgy comics and have you come in and talk about, uh,
1: you know, other comics you've read for Mark Millar. Oh, I, I've only read Kick-Ass. Well,
0: I'd I'll gi- I'll give you a list of books to check out.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm thinking of getting uh the Kingsman one. Oh, Kingsman's good.
0: Um, So, but let's talk about the uh, Mark Millar and Kick-Ass. So, the rights of the film version of the first volume of Kick-Ass were actually sold before the f- even the first issue was published. So with comic books, you write the book and then you pitch it out to people, and it takes about a year to get that pushed through depending on um, what the company's doing and how the contracts are set up. Yeah. So you can sell your comic as a movie beforehand. A lot, It happens to a lot of people because movies take like two or three years to make.
1: Th- this is why... The comic book is so fucking different.
0: Yeah, it's as developed in parallel. The film writers took a different story, uh, t- took it into a different story direction, uh, to reach many of the same conclusions. It still ends relatively the same, but uh, comic book writer Mark Millar acknowledges the differences and explains that a comic usually has eight acts, while a film can only have three.
1: I think personally, the the, the comic book has a better ending. I'm actually, because I I books there. I have them all right here. Um. Yeah. With. Um, but kind of like just overall, like, uh, Dave and, and Mindy talking, like, she Mm -hmm. says and I quote, um, uh, would you, uh, would you give me a hug? My daddy just died. That's what she says to Dave. Kind of like after she just kills everyone. I, I think she kills everyone. She kind of, just like, she she wants at least a, a, an embrace of some sort. hmm And I, 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 I kind of like that ending more because it gives Mindy more humility versus kind of what we got in the movie.
0: Oh, yeah. They kind of made her more of just like a badass 12-year-old. Yeah. She still has human moments, don't get me wrong, but a lot of her stuff is, oh, she's badass. And I was trying to get um, when I was getting looking for Rotten Tomato reviews. A lot of them were like, "Hit Girl's the best. Chloe Grace Moretz steals the show. How come we haven't seen a Hit Girl movie?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Dude, I know she was great in this movie, but she also got to talk about fucking Aaron Johnson who did great as well, and Nick Cage who slayed. Yeah. So, and even fucking McLovin was good. He was I'll, a bit uh, underused, uh, uh, but he was I'll, good. I'll get
1: more into kind of like the kind of like Nick, uh, kind of Nick Cage's character." Because like it's like, once it, it's vastly different in the comics, and how he dies is a lot more brutal in
0: the comics. Well, yeah, they can't go too hard in some of that stuff. Plus, if Millar wasn't uh, telling them how that was gonna happen, then
1: you know. Because like I, I wh- when I read that, I was like, holy shit! It, yeah. It's it's bad. All right, uh, back on track because we keep on straying. Uh,
0: this a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh,
1: Vaughn said that uh, we wrote the script and the comic and at the same time, so it was very sort of collaborative, uh, organic process. I met uh, Millar at the premiere of Stardust. We got on... Oh, God, Stardust. <laughs> I, I don't even know what movie that is. I'm not... That's
0: like... It's like Star Wars meets Peter Pan, but like oh it's, lord it's fucking weird it's not like legit star wars it's more peter panney but there's some sci-fi elements but it's like really fucking weird it's, as long as it's the movie i'm thinking of oh lord i'll look i'll, I'll look it up real quick I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it probably
1: is then um we got on really well i knew who he was and... oh yeah it is
0: it's got charlie <laughs> cox as the main character fucking daredevil dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay it's we might so... add that to the list then <laughs> yeah i'll send you the trailer uh yes
1: uh, I knew who he was and what he had done but I didn't know him he pitched me an idea I said that's great uh, he then wrote a synopsis I went that's great let's do it now y- you write the comic I'll write the script uh, Jane Goodman one of the screenwriters said that when she works with uh, Vaughn uh, she does the construction work and the interior design while Vaughn acts as the architect
0: well, yeah, because Vaughn's mostly a director.
1: That, that, that's pretty much how how, how kind of we were doing, uh, inside the murderer's mind. You mm-hmm. were kind of constructing and and designing the script. I was kind of giving a basic layout.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I'm decent at scripting things. I'm actually writing a comic book right now with my coworker, and uh, he does a lot of the plotting, and I'll you know he'll do some dialogue, but then I'll spice it up. So and I I'm decent at dialogue work. It depends on what kind of stuff we're actually talking about. I'm decent with uh, you know, current day millennial jargon. I gotta work on my um you know, actual characters, but we'll get there. I, but uh yeah, no, you laid out the groundwork and you did ninety percent of the dialogue and I didn't when I was editing the script I didn't change that much. I, it, I just it, updated it, some stuff and it, changed the like punctuation.
1: Some of the areas that yeah. just didn't feel natural speaking areas. Yeah,
0: which is why you always need somebody to look at it and to eat to ebb and flow that shit
1: the the, the funny thing is like even like when i the 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 original plan for that script was to get the group that i was rolling with at that time to help out with it yeah but i i still got a a a decent enough friend group to 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 work with it so yeah it was that amen
0: i was i would have still been down to do it dog are you going upstate for um movie stuff
1: um. Uh, yeah, I'm still continuing my degree. Are you gonna try to film something while you're up there? I don't
0: know. Well, because if you take like a class, then they're like, "Oh, you got to film a short film." You could do like a test uh, script for it, you know, with some people.
1: Yeah, it, but yeah. It, it it just all depends on what. I wouldn't be I opposed have. to making like a day trip over there and hitting it up. It's not too far away. Eh, it's five hours, and it's I, I I looked on the map. I am right near Toronto. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, me and Courtney want to go to Canada at some point soon once everything is lifted, so
1: maybe we'll see. (sighs) Yeah, I'm like a bridge away from Toronto. (sighs) Sorry, nice. Uh, Do you want to pick up the other paragraph?
0: Yeah, so uh, Millar said that the screenwriters uh, Goldman and Vaughn had made a chick flick, in quotes, having placed more emphasis on the character's emotions, and particularly in uh, having softened the character of Katie. Millar stated that a film audience would have a difficult time accepting Dave and Katie not being together, yeah. while well, the comic audience would be more easily to accept the idea. Uh, I don't know. I think this was, this gave us a pretty good leeway.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna they thought Dave
0: some... was gay until uh, he, he said he wasn't, and then they had sex. I, I
1: don't know. I'm going to bring up the comic version of this. <laughs> yeah, what happens in the comic? So, uh, he tells her that he's not gay... And then her boyfriend beats the shit out of him. Oh, lame. Because, remember, I, I'm pretty sure, like, the tanning thing still, like, like the tanning lotion still happens in the comics. Yeah. So, at that point, uh, Katie is justified in having her boyfriend beat the living piss out of him. Because at that point, he just did stuff just to... Either see her partially naked or see her just in her underwear. Hmm,
0: you could be right. I have to read the book. I haven't read it in forever. I think I read, like, one or two issues. I know I read the sequels. I just haven't read the original. Um, where are we at? Uh, Frank Lovis of Film Journal International said that Katie is um, much less mean girls in the film than in the comic, and that the romance between Dave and Katie proves a needed counterbalance to otherwise perverse sense of optimism being stripped away layer by layer. Uh, down below angry cynicism and headed straight down to the whole of nihilism. Uh, Kenneth Turin of the LA Times said that the romance provides an appealing backdrop to the more unnerving aspects of the film as it plays out. Other changes including having Red Mist to be the secret antagonist for the start as well as making him less uh, outright villainous and uh, D'Amico's mob initially thinking Kick-Ass is the, the one who slaughtered his men. Yeah. So in the comic books, they know it's not Kickass, but then Kickass starts teaming up with Big Daddy, and then they're like, "Ah, shit, okay." And then Red Mist was a, a superhero at the beginning, or a supervillain at the beginning, and instead of just being like a kid, for to my knowledge, at least that's what it
1: sta- seems like it's stated here. Ah, uh, and th- th- this paragraph, I, I was going to mention this. I think I have this in, in my notes. This, this next paragraph, I'll I'll, I'll, sk- yeah. I'll skip over that in my notes then when we get to it. Yeah. Um, so, in, in the original comic books, Big Daddy is characterized not as an ex-cop, but as a former accountant who has been motivated to fight crime by a desire to escape from his life and his love of comic books. In the film, um, his, uh, his purported purported origin and motivations are genuine. Writer Mark Millar stated that the revelation about Big Daddy's background would not have worked in the film adaptation and would have ruined the movie.
0: If he was just some guy who wanted to be a superhero, yeah, it would have been fucking stupid.
1: Yes, but also how he died would have been a lot better in the movie. Oh, Um, uh, The comic artist John... Romita. Romita Jr. stated that Big Daddy's story in the the film works better. Um, Stop uh stopping short you love him better in the film yeah i i i loved him better in the film but i think if they would if they would have used his death yeah if they if they actually wrote his death in the comic at the time then um adapted it to movie would have been so much better i'm gonna get into how he died now because they brought this up so in the movie um uh big daddy dies by being burned alive essentially Yeah. In the comic, he gets a deagle to the back of his head. His face blows out the front of him. That's a very Mark Millar move. And I if you if you are to see that in comic wise like I if you see that no not comic wise in in film wise, that's a bit more impactful.
0: It's more impactful, but also it's like, oh he just got shot in the back of the head, whatever.
1: No, but I know it his is like it's it's very graphic. Yeah, I know how
0: comics. Mark I know how Mark Millar is. He's very gory and graphic. You're going to like Wanted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um uh, uh other aspects I I I, I I personally enjoy the comics a lot more cuz I I also love how yeah. um, the source
0: material is usually a lot better for yeah, I, independent I I comic also books. I
1: love how the art is cuz I think in one frame uh Hit, Hit Girl is using a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. And and the way it's um it, it's kind of like colored, it, it it lights up the the entire page, both mm-hmm. metaphorically and like physically. It feels like a light is actually illuminating off of this.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot of, of the Ramita stuff,
1: which is like really cool.
0: Yeah, they know what they're doing over the comic industry, man. Yeah, you should rework your um Inside the Murderer's Mind script as a comic book.
1: That would that would I would need you for that one. Oh, yeah. You know I'd help. I would 100% need you for that yeah. one.
0: Because um, as you're pitching it as a spec script, you can also pitch it as a movie, just how Mark Millar did.
1: Yeah.
0: So, two for one, baby. Um, Let's get back into this. though. So the climax of the film differs significantly from the comics with the use of jetpack and rocket launcher. Uh, Millar called this necessary as we're building up so much stuff that we needed some Luke Skywalker blowing up the Death Star moment. Comic writer Stephen Grant argued that the film cheated on its premise of a real-life superhero by having these increasingly uh, fantastic events uh, and that this is why it works. That's uh, where much of the humor comes from. When the film finally makes the notion to be fantasy and go explicit, we're already so deep into the magician's act that our instincts are to play along. Vaughn initially went to Sony which distributed Layer Cake, which I think is one of his other films, mm-hmm. but he rejected calls to tone down the violence. Other studios expressed interest but wanted to uh, make the characters older. In particular, studios wanted to change Hit Girl's age to make her an adult, probably like 18, 19 years old. Uh, Goldman said that while the studio executives said that it would be less offensive to portray Hit Girl as a teenager, Goldman argued that it would have been more offensive since as a teenager, Hit Girl would have been sexualized. Uh, Goldman said that Hit Girl was not supposed to be sexualized. That's why they made her fucking 12. If she was, like, the same age as Dave or older, they definitely would have had a scene in there where she was, like, changing clothes or some shit just to be like, look, another love interest for Dave potentially. Ooh.
1: And I'm happy that, like, uh, throughout the film series, they kept Hit Girl's costume the exact same.
0: Yeah, I think they updated a little bit in two because obviously Chloe got like taller. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's about yeah. Yeah, they just made it fitter, pretty much.
0: Yeah, they made it fit, and I think they gave it a little bit more armor in the second one.
1: Oh man, I, I I the like the second one, it's okay. It just could be a lot better.
0: Yeah, like they got they. I think they spent too much on casting instead of like doing a lot more work on the script because they just like
1: we need Jim Carrey. And I was like, alright. And and, and now Jim Carrey regrets being a part of this film. (laughs) Yeah, because it was bad. (laughs) He also said he's a pacifist now. I think he was always a pacifist. Uh, Vaughn had a little little trouble adapting uh, to film, as the film had no studio. The big studio uh, doubted the success of adaptation as a violent superhero, which made the film be independently financed. But this gave him the freedom to make the film the way he imagined. Without having to worry about high censorship, uh, Vaughn believed enough in the project to raise the money himself. Christopher uh, uh plays Plaza McLeven. Just just read mist.
0: Everybody knows him as McLeven.
1: Yeah, said that said the creators of the film were wondering where a distributor would pick up the movie. On the set, uh, Vaughn jokingly referred to Kick-Ass as something that was going to be the most expensive movie, home movie I ever made. The 2D and 3D comic book sequences in the movie uh, took almost two years to finish. Uh, Ramita created the panels, uh, Tom Palmer did the ink, and Dean White did the color. Uh, Vaughn gives Ramita a Crate, uh, what? Crate Blanche? On the artist direction of the sequence. Yeah, I, I don't know how that is. I, um, I, I actually, I brought up the, um, uh, uh, the uh, kind of like the comic style, um, mm-hmm. sequences. So good. So good in this movie. Uh, do you want to pick up the, uh, Next next uh, paragraph? No, or, uh, or yes. next two?
0: Yeah, this is the end of the notes. So, um, a video game based on the film was developed by Frozen Codebase. It was released through the App Store on April 15, uh, 2010, for iPhone and iPad Touch. Let's see if it's still a game. Uh, iPad Touch. The initial Apple platform release was reportedly an unfinished beta version, and it was withdrawn from uh, circulation pending a relaunch to a finished version. The game was then released on PlayStation Network uh, two weeks later. Kickass, girl and Big Daddy are playable characters, and the game features Facebook missions and integration. Both games received bad, both versions of the games received negative reviews. It's I think no, I played the original Kickass game. It's not too bad. It's just not good. It's no longer a game. Yeah, it's just like um, the Watchmen game. It's it's good, but like it's not.
1: I I, I can't even find it. It's it's buried underneath Subway Surfer <laughs> in Minecraft. <laughs> Uh, Damn.
0: Um, despite various setbacks and certainly uh, an uncertainty as to whether the sequel would even materialize on May 8th 2012 it was reported that a sequel would be di- uh, distributed by Universal Studios and that Matt Vaughn has chosen Jeff Wadlow who also wrote the script to direct the sequel. Aaron Johnson and Chloe Grace Moretz replies their roles as Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl uh, yeah, and Christopher plot returns as the main villain going by the name The Motherfucker uh, the the film was released August 14th, 2013 in the UK 2 days later to uh mostly negative reviews averaging at about like a 30 to 40% on Rotten
1: Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So I've actually never seen the sequel. Like so seeing that like it was distributed by U- by Universal, this is why Kick-Ass 1 is not on movies anywhere, but Kick-Ass 2 is on movies anywhere. Mhm. So th- that's why like when you when you had text me you're like Hey, is Kick Ass movies anywhere? Nope, but the sequel is. Cool. It's like, well, it's weird. Can't win them all. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we got like, you got a a bit of a beefy plot too. To run through and no, I have no fun notes. Oh, it's all good. I have no fun so, facts. Uh... I I I got fun facts for the one that we that we're recording for the future episode, but nothing else. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what fun facts you got, because there's a lot of shit that goes on in that movie. Yeah. And I cannot wait to talk about it. I don't know if we're going to have any mid movie notes, though, because there's no real, like, <gasps> Oh, man. I just like, you know, main characters. Um, <clears throat> plot. Dave Wazowski is an ordinary teenager who lives in Staten, <laughs> Staten Island, New York. Inspired by comic books, Dave plans to become a real-life superhero. He purchases and modifies a scuba diving suit and arms himself with batons. During his first outing, he gets stabbed and then hit by a car. After recovering, he gains the capacity to endure pain and enhance durability due to having some of his bones replaced with metal.
1: Uh, quick, I, I, he 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 lives in Staten Island, but that kind of looks like the same street from Spider-Man. It's, they probably just said he lives in Staten Island and then just filmed in New York. Probably filmed in Queens. Well, not you know all this was, yeah. was filmed in the UK. I know. Well, that makes even more sense. Well, okay, though. this is my one fun fact. Uh, for my wrestling fans who used to watch What Culture, but now watch uh, wrestling news uh, now, I think. Oh, or, yeah, because the What
0: Culture or, wrestling guy decided to be bad.
1: Or Oh, yeah, yeah. So Adam Blombier, he actually was a background character in the comic book shop. Nice. So, yeah. There we
0: go. Uh, there you go. Fun fact. In his absence from school, a rumor spreads that Dave is gay. As a result, his longtime crush, Katie immediately attempts to become his friend, which I think is stupid. Unhappy with the misunderstanding, Dave nevertheless appreciates the opportunity to get closer to Katie. She just
1: one of the token gay friend, man. Leave her alone. Yeah. Dave returns to crime
0: fighting and gains notoriety after saving a man from a gang attack, calling himself Kickass as he sets up a MySpace account, oh god, where he can be contacted for help. Responding to a request from Katie, he confronts a drug dealer Rasul, who has been harassing her at Rasul's place. Kickass is quickly overwhelmed by Rasool's thugs, but before they can kill him, two costume vigilantes, Hit Girl and her father Big Daddy, intervene, easily slaughtering the thugs and leaving their, uh, with their money. After coming home, Dave realizes he is way over his head and plans to give up crime fighting. However, Hit Girl and Big Daddy pay him a visit and encourage him by also threatening him. Yeah. Big Daddy's real identity is Damon McCready. formerly an honest cop framed by Mafia boss Frank Ma- uh, D'Amico. He was jailed. His wife committed suicide, leaving behind his daughter Mindy. Against the protest of his former partner Marcus Williams, who's only in here for like two seconds, uh, Damon trains himself and Mindy as pr- uh, for preparation for getting revenge on Frank. They have been undermining Frank's operations by raiding his warehouses, robbing his money, and s- destroying his drugs. I didn't say the guy looked like Batman. <laughs>
1: I didn't say Batman!
0: Oh, you kinda did. Yeah. Frank believes Kickass is responsible uh, for the attacks and targets him. Though he accidentally kills a party entertainer who is dressed like Kickass, Frank's son Chris suggests a different approach. He poses as a new vigilante, Red Mist, and befriends Kickass. He plans to lure Kickass into Frank's lumber warehouse and unmask him. However, they find the warehouse on fire and Frank's men dead. Red Mist retrieves a hidden camera. Uh, he earlier placed in a warehouse and sees recorded footage of Big Daddy killing the man and burning the warehouse. Red Mist and Kick-Ass part ways. Uh, D'Amico um, watches the footage and learns of Big Daddy and Hick Girl. Dude, so if you go back and watch the kick-ass, uh, the kick-ass, if you go back and watch the scene where Christopher mintz gets the teddy bear and goes, Yeah, I used to get it to uh, spy on the babysitter when she was watching me. It's the babysitter in the shower. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> they, uh, apparently they hit it.
0: They they hit it in the bathroom. <laughs> so so he was spying on her for a good reason. I um I,
1: <laughs> weird. I I I want to bring up just a little touch note. Um, uh, so Hit Girl's mom or just uh, Big Daddy's wife does not kill herself in the comics. After I th- after um a bit, uh, she leaves him. For his friend, or, or just leaves him for for, for Marcus, the, the cop. Oh, that sucks.
0: He probably gets too caught up in
1: cra- he's crazy, and then she's yeah. like, no. Yeah, she was like, yeah, yeah that happens that. a lot.
0: She's like, um, pass, bro, you're pretending you're a superhero. Uh, bye-bye. So, <laughs> yeah. Following the event, Dave decides to quit being kick-ass. She reveals his identity to Katie and clears up the misunderstanding about him being gay. She forgives him and becomes his girlfriend. However... Red Miss contacts him again, a lot, and tricks him into revealing Big Daddy and Hit-Girl's location. At one of Big Daddy's safe houses, Red Miss shoots Hit-Girl out a window and Frank's men capture Big Daddy and Kickass. Frank intends to have his thugs torture and execute their captives in a live internet broadcast. While Kick-Ass and Big Daddy are being beaten by Frank's gangsters, Hit-Girl, having survived the shooting, storms the hideout and kills all of the gangsters. During the fight, one thug sets Big Daddy on fire. Big Daddy and Mindy say a tearful farewell before he dies of his burns. Kickass and Hick Girl then resolve to defeat Frank D'Amico once and for all. Hick Girl infiltrates Frank's headquarters and kills numerous guards and has been before running out of bullets. When she is cornered by the thugs, Kickass arrives on a jetpack fitted with mini guns and kills the remaining 3 thugs. Kickass and Hick Girl then take on Frank and Red Mist. Uh, Kickass fights Red Mist, which results in them knocking each other out. Uh, Frank overpowers an exhausted Hick Girl because she's 12. Before he can kill her, <laughs> yeah, beating up a 12-year-old girl. Good job, Frank. Uh, before he can kill her, though, Kickass regains consciousness and blasts Frank out a window with the bazooka killing him, which is one of the coolest things to see. Uh, Dave and Mindy retire from crime fighting. Uh, Marcus becomes Mindy's guardian and she enrolls at Dave's school. Meanwhile, Chris D'Amico, Red Mist, sits in his father's office dressed as an, in an upgraded suit. Facing the camera, he says, as a great man once said, Wait till they get a load of me before firing a gun at the screen.
1: So, um, uh, I, I think I, I, I keep on remembering that I actually do have fun facts, but I just, they blank on me until I actually remember. That happens. Uh, when Big Daddy was getting burned, he's actually screaming out comic book titles.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually, um, commands to tell, um, kick at, uh, tell Hit Girl where they are.
1: I think like you, goons. you got like um the I forgot what the name I I know one was called Kryptonite, then I think the other one was Death Robin. Mm-hmm. Was the one that was the final comic. Yeah, I think
0: he's called. yelling them as their that the he uses them as codes for Hit Girl. I'm gonna look that up
1: real quick. That's
0: what I think they are. I uh, I yeah,
1: they, they they are codes. I just remember for some reason I I, I don't remember which ones he set off, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure IMDb uh, can Give us that. Come on, where are the? Okay, I guess not. Quotes? Yes. Yes. Um. Uh, come on. It's probably at the end, right? Uh, take over, I don't see anything, so fuck it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. So, because, uh, the main Manhunter here has no mid-movie
0: notes, because... I was was too busy doing stuff, and also I've seen this movie. I know, I've seen this movie a lot of times. Hard to genuinely react to certain things. I like doing my mid-movie notes when I haven't seen it, so I can genuinely react.
1: Uh, so, I said I may or may not have a lot of notes to be determined. I have quite a bit. Um, what happened? So, this is when, he, this is when the, the, the guy is jumping off the building. Uh-huh. And the people are clapping. What happens if he was a jumper? They just clapped for a suicide. Hey, man. Which is they pretty much did. Yeah. Because Dave goes, that
0: guy has a mental problem.
1: And then, well, uh, this was America's intro to Aaron Taylor Johnson, really. Um, MySpace, holy shit, this is old. Evan Peters. And, so, th- this is a very, like, a blinking you'll miss it. Uh, they have a product placement for Gap. And it's Dave's Pants that he takes <laughs> off.
0: When he's jerking off to his, uh, hot teacher.
1: Uh, well, that <laughs> also to the African ladies of the tribe. Oh,
0: yeah, that was fucking weird.
1: So... What's funny is at least like his teacher was a little bit flattered, cause you can oh, tell by yeah. her face, cause she's like, oh, yeah. okay. At least in in someone... one of the in
0: one of the scenes, she's staring at her boobs and she's like, shouldn't you be reading? And he's like, oh, sorry. And then she smirks. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's weird.
1: Let's let's just blow it, past it, that. It, it's a smirk, <laughs> but also she feels flattered. At least, I mean, hey, McLovin, Nicholas McLovin, Efendicage, Nicholas Efendicage, goddamn. He was good at this. Um, this is when I kick ass setting up his um, his his MySpace page. Uh, no flip phone has that high def of a camera. Yeah. Um, I'm pointing this out there. The comic is far more superior. They usually are. Uh, taser to the brain. That guy's probably dead. <laughs> uh, Hit Girl has the be- well. Remember, he was dead. That was Razul. Yeah. Uh, Hit Girl has the best fight sequences. She does. Uh, you ever realize, uh, Kick-Ass is the most New York hero ever? He, I say this because he's wearing Tim's.
0: <laughs> I never noticed that they were Tim's. I thought they were fucking little
1: boots. No, they're Tim's.
0: <laughs> he's the most New York hero. He's wearing Tim's. <laughs> Do you think Spider-Man wears Tim's?
1: No, nah, but Miles Morales did.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right.
1: Uh, the, uh, the Spider-Verse. A-, a lot of people turn into goop. What do you mean? Uh, you got the mob guy who got who got put into that microwave. Oh, yeah, you got the guy boom. who got crushed. Uh, people get shot. People get limbs chopped off. They're pretty much goop at that point. Yes. Some guy runs into uh, Hit Girl's staff and, like, dies. Yeah. Uh, the cinematography for the Big Daddy origin story is perfect. This is the transition from 2D to 3D comic. Yeah, that was done by uh, John Romita. Um, Nicholas Cage acting here is fucking awesome. This was um when him and Marcus are talking and he goes like, uh the person who uh, who owes her childhood is 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 Frank the the, the Miko. Yeah. Such a good he 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 knows when to be a very serious person. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so good. Um that oh and this is when they were transitioning from the the teddy bear feed to like yeah. the actual scene. Oh, that was spotless. Dope. Yeah, I I, was I did nice. not notice a single flaw there. Mm-hmm. And then of course the the warehouse scene is epic. It is. Oh, uh, this uh, um, this is what uh, so Dave, uh, no, uh, so Katie calls uh, Dave like, oh hey, what are you up to? And he goes like, oh, I got a a kick-ass thing to do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I, I I care a lot about you. And he goes, oh, I care a lot about you, goes, oh, lot about you too and then Katie just hangs up nice doesn't say goodbye just just goes okay hangs up hey man I like you beep (laughs) um uh yeah now now, with this last bit of the movie I will be doing a lot of comparisons to the comics as I mentioned uh the deaths and shit um yeah oh (laughs) this is when uh is like man I'll, I'll I'll never get to know what happens with loss you don't want to know what happens. with Lost.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lost is fucking poopy.
1: Like th- that ending I hear is just so bad.
0: Yeah, it, the, So we'll talk about the last season of Lost.
1: This is when the um Dave and Minty go back to, uh, uh the, the actual apartment for, uh Hit Girl and Big Daddy, um when Dave looks into the mirror and sees his wounds for the first time after the beating, gave me actual chills at this time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because he's like, "Oh man, this is real."
1: Because like it's it it's shot so because it it's shot with a nice dim lighting, and he, mm-hmm. he's like, "Okay, this is so this this is this is what happens," mm-hmm. and now uh, this is Hit Girl's second uh, slaughter scene. Yeah. Um, bad Re- bad reputation by Joan Jen and the Blackhearts is a nice bad touch. Reputation. Such a yeah. nice touch for her. It works. And. And with that shot from the bazooka, Frank is raining from the sky.
0: Yeah, you have blood it, it, rain for it, at least like good two minutes. Yeah,
1: it, he's actually like a, a lot of people down there just got their day ruined. Yep. Uh, and that is all my notes. I I try my best with movies that I see. I, I've already seen to take notes. Yeah, but I, I did that with uh, with our next movie that we're watching. And like I poof. It's it, it's hard to do that sometimes. Yeah. I, I see why you don't do it as often.
0: Yeah, because I, I like having genuine reactions. Because, like, I don't like forcing notes because it's just me going, oh, man, this. Well,
1: like, I, I tend to do that for myself because it's just something I have to. I, yeah. I, I like making these episodes a little bit more padded out. I mean, this one's doing pretty good so far, so. Yeah that's because comic books and shit yeah it has
0: decent notes to talk about yeah Uh, so on Rotten Tomatoes this film holds an approval rating of 76% uh, based on 266 reviews and an average rating of 7.1 out of 10 with an audience score of 81% the site's critical consensus reads not for the faint of heart Sorry, I got a text. Now, for the faint of heart, "Kick Ass" takes the comic book adaptation genre to new levels of visual style, bloody violence, and gleeful profanity. Dude, love it. All right. I... Um,
1: you gave it a slightly better review than me. So yep. hit it up, dog. Um, this is from Leslie, uh, uh Comel. Mail. Copmail. Uh, Mail of Cinema Siren. Uh, for those of you curious of an off kilter an uh, an off kilter enough to give it a try you'll see a beauty and warmth and optimism in it mixed with a truth and rarely shown at the multiplex these days mm-hmm. i agree with that
0: yeah you don't see a lot of these kind of movies
1: i i have a feeling that there's a harsher review than this so just read it i i, I have yeah you can try to find one i thought this was interesting i just have a feeling
0: <clears throat> a so this is a bad one. review from candace frederick of real talk online She says, if you're one of the many nerdy high school boys plagued with unpopularity and pimples, you'll adore the underdog story kick ass. But if you're one of the rest of us, you probably won't. Uh, fuck you. That's all
1: I got. Um, (laughs) well, this is one off the front page. And this is of Sarah Michael Fetter of MovieFreak.com. This movie made me feel old and out of touch in a way I can't quite describe. And while I can't imagine that's what Avon's ultimate goal is, um, goal, if it was to to say he succeeded, uh, would be super powered, um, understatement. Mm. Is there any more bad ones? Like, come on. There's a there's a couple bad
0: ones, but most of them are just like, eh, it was weird. So I, you know, I try to get a harsh one.
1: I know, yeah, because that's like my my fucking motto now. Yeah. And then when I start
0: doing it, because uh, you're busy watching stuff, I'm like, okay, I gotta find a bad one for Zach. Uh, um, both so, it,
1: wait, both its plot and inconsistent message seems like a more than an excuse to show us a ma- a man explode inside. Has uh, oh, uh, see, a man a- a explode inside of industrial strength mit- uh, m- microwave. That's from Michael Norden. Uh, not coming to a theater near you. Uh, nice review site.
0: So, going on to our reviews now. I gave it 8 12-year-olds calling people cunts out of 10. There was actually controversy behind this film based on that because over in the UK, they didn't like how a 12-year-old was calling people cunts. And I was like, fuck you, that's funny. So Got him with eight, the heart T. 8 12-year-olds calling people cunts out of 10. So, my little, you know, explanation. Uh, in a world saturated by Marvel and DC films, it's a great breath of fresh air when we get something cool and stylized uh, as this based off of a rather edgy Mark Millar comic book. Wanted was a step in the wrong direction for Millar Films, but this and Kingsman brought it all back. Until their sequels, but that's a
1: story for another time. That is true. And I gave it uh, 8.5, fuck you Mr. Bitey, out of 10. Uh, I, and, I, I, and the reason I gave this is, um, in a perfect world, uh, this film should have never succeeded. But holy fuck am I happy this isn't the perfect world. Um, yes, this movie can not hold a candle to its comic book counterpart. Um, now, though, if you look at, at it from the eyes that I did seven years ago when I watched it for the first time, it's it's a fun and good palate cleanser from your traditional DC and Marvel movies. But with that said, Kick-Ass will always hold um, a place in my heart forever until someone decides to reboot it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see.
0: If they reboot it, they're probably going to go with the new character, so we won't see Dave again. That, uh, Unless they do Kick-Ass 3.
1: I, I would like to see Kick-Ass 3. I would like to see a continuation. But you course... like to see
0: the finale of Dave's story? Because it's
1: such <laughs> a good story. It's or so d- good. There's
0: rumor going around that there's a Hit-Girl solo movie coming out. If that but happens, not good.
1: Because yeah. there actually is Hit-Girl comics after... Yeah, there's a 30. bunch.
0: There's, a, there's uh, I think, all together, like close to 30. Yeah,
1: it's because she goes all over the world.
0: Yeah. After... Dave is Audi Pup Scouty. Yeah, because
1: he becomes a cop in three. Nice. Uh, so on that, guys, thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at BoxOfficeLosers, on Twitter at BoxOfficeLoser, and on TikTok, if you don't know, have to use that ever since the first time I talked about it. Uh, for up-to-date news, don't forget to, to subscribe uh, wherever podcasts are found. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a review, on whatever podcast platform you're at, share with your friends, family, hell, do whatever you can. Hunter, where can we find you?
0: You can find me at Scruffy Moose Man on most social media platforms. You can also find me every Wednesday at Androids Amazing Podcast. It's a comic book podcast I do with my buddies. This week we talked about Jupiter's Legacy, which is the Mark Millar um, show that just came out of Netflix. You can also follow me at Farthest Galaxy, which is a Star Wars podcast I do with my buddy. Um, we keep talking about how we're not going to cover the Clone Wars, but we keep covering the Clone Wars because it's awesome. <laughs> so we're about to finish that up soon. So uh, definitely keep that in mind for when you're checking us
1: out over there. And uh, yeah, Jack, where can we find you? You can find me at Dark DarkShadowZake literally everywhere. You can also find me on the Sports Hit List. On my two shows, I don't know a consistent upload date for my new one, but you can catch me every week on the Sports Hit List YouTube page. Pro Wrestling What Ifs the, the newest episode, or the first episode Of uh, Pro Wrestling What If Champions Is up there right now, give it a watch You can also catch me every Thursday On uh, The Sports Hit List Facebook page For the AEW Injection uh, the, the Thursday that uh, the, the show uh, For me comes out, we're not covering Dynamite, because there is no Dynamite As of recording So, we're just going to do our predictions for the pay-per-view. Nice. But other than that, guys, we'll catch you all next time. Goodbye. Peace.